0: You could see the path that you're on. If there are any dangers, anything that's there, you know, you can see it, right? But, but if anyone walks in the night, verse 10, he stumbles because the light is not in him. So now, let's, let's remember, he's saying, listen, his deci- he's resp- this is in response to his disciples saying, you're going to go back there again, they want to kill you. You want to go back there again? What is he saying? He's saying, I I know, I have light, I know that I need to travel. I know what I need to do. I have knowledge of it. It's lit up. My path is lit. I have to follow the will of the Father. I know what I have to do. It's light to me. The darkness, there's, there's no darkness here. It's very obvious. It's very apparent what I have to do. The path that I have to walk. The travel that I have to make. It's, it's, it's not dark. It's, and now the darkness will have no absolutely no dominion over me. I will not be overtaken by the darkness. I will, are, is that, am I taking great latitude here? No, he, see what he's saying? He's saying, he's trying to speak in a language that they could halfway understand. You know, when you're traveling in the day, you can see. I'm not going into this blind. I have the light of the Spirit. I have the light, I know what the will of the Father is, and I'm walking according to that light. Because the whole goal, again, is to glorify the Father. Amen? Amen. All right. I want to remind you what Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 12. I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I am the light of the world. So now look, similarly, we understand when we're walking, Jesus is the light. So when we walk in, along the path that Jesus has laid before us, we're, we, have, don't, we don't need to worry about the stumbling. We don't need to worry about the death, the darkness, the destruction. We don't have to worry. Why? Because, listen, he is the light. And if we're, if we're following him, we don't have to fear anything. That doesn't mean it's going to be an absolute cakewalk. It doesn't mean that we go through this life and everything is sunshine and lollipops. No, but what we can have total confidence in that whatever, listen, whatever the enemy means for our destruction, it can't touch us. Hallelujah. I want to remind you too, in 1 Peter, this is what the Holy Spirit said through Peter in chapter 2 of verse 9, but you are a chosen generation of royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you might proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. My brothers and sisters, we don't have to worry when we're walking this path, this path that Jesus has laid before us. He is the light of the world. No need to worry. The darkness can't overtake us. We don't have to worry about those traps, those things that might, we don't have to worry about. Listen, have any? hey, I, in my older age, now why are you laughing? you see that? I just said one little thing in my older age and people start laughing. Well, I'll have you know, I told somebody this week how old I was, they didn't believe me. You had a year and a half and I'll be 60. Yes, I will. A year and a half I'll be 60. If the Lord doesn't come back. whoo, That's old. <laughs> that's old. Thank you. Sirius didn't say yes and amen. But no, but but here's but here's the point. Listen, listen, listen. It it it, it you know, now, now that my eyes are a little bit more dim, uh, you know, at night it's a little bit harder to drive. I'm just, you know, being honest with you. It's just a little bit harder to drive, so I'm a little bit more cautious because at night. Now, in the daytime, man, it's bright, it's lit up, no problem, right? So, so, my brothers and sisters, again, I'm, I'm trying to use some of the same language so that you would understand. Jesus is the light, when we're walking according to what he's taught us, when we're following the path that he's laid before us, we don't have to worry about dimness, darkness. We don't have to be extra cautious and careful uh, because if we, you know, we we don't know where we're going or we don't know what to do. No, you can have confidence. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. So so we know that, you know, Lazarus ends up dying, but Jesus says it this way. Um, Our friend Lazarus... So we know what his disciples say. Well, that's good. He's sleeping. He's going to get well now. He's going to sleep it off. He's going to get strong in his body. Jesus has to flat out say, he's dead. He's dead. And and this is what he says. I'm glad for your sakes. What? He loved the guy. It was his friend. But I'm glad for your sakes. Because listen, he says, that you may believe. That you may believe. And he says, let's go. And then, of course, Thomas chimes in. He says, yeah, let's go with him so we can die all together. We can, you know, on the one hand, we say, well, that's a great positive attitude, Thomas, and all that. And you're supposed to be confident. You're supposed to know. He's thinking he's walking into the death because they've already, they they know. Bethany is just outside of Jerusalem. And so they know that Jesus is a a wanted man, and then his disciples would be just as wanted, hunted just as much, persecuted just like Jesus. So, yeah, let's go. We'll all die together. But, my brothers and sisters, at least he went. Come on now. Hey, come on now. At least he went. He wasn't afraid to go. He went. I wonder how many blessings that we've missed out on because we were just afraid to go there. How, how, I wonder, I'm, I'm just going to speak for Tony, I wonder how many times that I hesitated or how many times that I thought better of it. I, I went ahead and, and, and you know, counted on my own intellectual ability. I'm going to say it this way because I know I'll get laughter over there. Nuda, you cra- you... No, no, how many times I, I just relied upon my own sense? How many times I just relied upon my own, what seemed right to me, and I missed out on a blessing because I just would not follow the path that he laid before me. It just didn't seem right to me. Let's go. So now Martha, she heard that Jesus was coming, so she went out to meet him. And so she has, we know that talk that she has. Oh, Lord, if you were here, my brother wouldn't have died. Um, but I know that, you know, whatever you ask the father now, he'll give it to you. So there's an expression of faith right there. Right? That's, that's pretty awesome. I know whatever you ask, you'll get. And he says to her, um, do you believe that your brother will rise? Yeah, in the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life, right? He who believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whoever believes in me shall never die. Do you believe that? I believe that with everything in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Martha goes back into town, <clears throat> excuse me, into the town, and she lets Mary know that Jesus is there. So Mary goes out to meet him. Mary goes out to meet him and Jesus sees her weeping and some of the people that came with her, he sees them weeping and then 1135 is that Jesus weeps. Um, so Jesus sees him and it's, he's, he's, he's moved with compassion. See, and that's why I say, I want to go back. Just This is the way my mind works. This is how goofy I am, I guess. But you know when Jesus said, it's, it, I'm glad I wasn't there when he told his disciples when he got sick, I'm glad I wasn't there for your sakes, Why? Because Jesus knew that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. That's why he waited the extra day and all that. Jesus knew that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. But had he been there, maybe he would have been moved with compassion and would have healed him before he died. I'm glad I wasn't there because I would have had to heal him. (laughs) And now, because I wasn't there and because I waited the extra day and because he's been in that ground, now you're going to see something and God is going to be glorified and you're going to see the glory of the... Son, hallelujah, hallelujah. So anyway, so Jesus weeps, and I'm going to read again. Um, he says, where have you laid him? Where have you laid him? Where is he buried? In verse 38, then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone had laid against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. And we know what Martha says. Man... Yeah. <laughs> Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Then Jesus in verse 40 says, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? You would, If you would not see, all you believe and you will see the glory of God. Amen? And so we know. Lazarus, come forth. And a dead man came out of that grave alive. He spoke to me a long time ago. And he said, Tony, come forth. And a dead man came out of a tomb alive and has been alive in Christ ever since. Just like for some of you, there was a time when Jesus tugged on your heart. He knocked on your... He said, Bill... He said, Tara, he said, whatever your name happens to be, if you're born again, he said, come forth, and you came, you passed from death to life. Hey, maybe some of you didn't. Y'all are not getting very excited about that. That is an awesome, awesome thing. I was dead. I was dead. My spirit was I did not know God. I was apart. I was separate from God. Then Jesus, I heard the word, you see. And the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit works something, and all of a sudden I understood I stink on ice. I want Him. He died for me. I want that. I need Him. I want, to be, I want to be made alive. I want to be in His family. I want to be... Hallelujah! That Holy Spirit worked down on... That Word came and that Holy Spirit knocked on the door of my heart and He called me. And I, I responded. I said, I repent. I want to change, Lord. I don't want to do it the same way. I want to do it Your way. Save me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he says, Lazarus, come forth. And that man came out, and in verse 44, he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Hallelujah. So watch. I, 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 I'm, I'm just listen, picture this. I like to picture this stuff in my mind. Picture this. Jesus and all of these crying, wailing, and moaning people. Oh, and by the way, before he told him to come out of that grave alive, there's always those yappers. Yep, 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 yep. why didn't he heal him? He healed the blind. Why, if he loved him so much, why didn't he heal him? No spirit. All sense up here. All, all naysayers. All, well, he should have did it this way. Well, God ain't going to do it your way. Because he's not glorified your way. He's glorified his way. There was a greater glory. There was something that had to be done. And I'm so glad because now I can relate to that. Because now I know when he said, Tony, come forth, I came out of a tomb. I came out of a tomb alive not to die again anymore. Hallelujah. You, but that man came out of there. He's all bound up. He's got those grave clothes all over him. Probably the stench of the grave was still on him. Still stinking. I'm not trying to be gross or anything, but look at, Jesus said, loose him. Loose him. There was, his face was wrapped up. How did he know where to go? He probably, you know, he, Even if his eyes were open, his eyes were open, he, how did he know where to go? He followed that voice. Amen. Lazarus, come forth. I'm going right where that voice called me to go. I'm going right over there. My brothers and sisters, he was still wrapped up in them grave clothes. Loose him. Let him go. Hallelujah. The stench of death still all over him. Listen, couldn't Jesus have... He could have did it any way he wanted to. Yes. Come on now. Hey, serious? Let's be serious. <laughs> no, he could have... Listen, he could have done it any way he wanted to. He could have came up out of that grave and he could have walked... Those, those grave clothes could have been left in the grave. Yes. But see, this also speaks to me. When I came up out of that grave, I wasn't all of a sudden, the angels singing, and i woo, holy Tony. There was still some work that had to be done, y'all. See, that Holy Spirit had to get down on the inside of me. like, Look, and that, he had to take that sword, remember? And he had to start cutting away at that hard heart. Yeah, it was cracked open a little bit. The love of God had been shed abroad in my heart, but I didn't know anything. I was zealous for God, but didn't know him that well. Now I need to get to know him. I'm just in a relationship. I've been married to Michelle thir- almost 38 years. I know her a lot better now than, than I did the first year. And she knows me a lot better now than she knew me the first year, and she stuck with me. Hallelujah! Tell me, God isn't graceful? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! No, listen, listen, listen. Don't man. Someone had to go ahead and start unraveling the grave clothes. Yes. See, he didn't see him. His face was covered. But how is it? Now someone's got to unravel those grave clothes. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Word of God, starts unraveling those grave clothes. Now, all of a sudden, that stench of death starts coming off of him. Now, all of a sudden, he's free. He's becoming a little bit more free. See, what, is this? what did he say? Loose him. Let him go. Loose him. Let him go. Let him go where, Lord? Let him go wherever I direct him. Let him go where I've lit up that path for him to see. Let him go. Got to see it. So we need to move that stuff. Remove that, that stench. Remove those grave clothes. Remove that death and darkness that we dwelt in just a little while ago. My brothers and sisters, you know what? The church in this day and age, and I'm still preaching it, and I'm still teaching it, and I'm still longing for a revival. I still want to see the Holy Ghost move like he did in that first century. There's no reason why he shouldn't. The only reason why he shouldn't is because we came up out of that grave and thinking we're okay now, but we can't even see because the grave clothes are still over our faces. How can we look face to face? How can we look and be changed into his glory image? How can we go from glory to glory just by the Spirit of God if we're leaving those grave clothes on? What are you talking about? I don't leave grave Listen, when we still hang on to those things from the past, we're letting those things blind us up. We still let the stink from the past. We still carry that around with us. Ooh, hallelujah. No, man, we have to let, listen, there's a couple of things that this, there are some things that we hang on to because we want to. Yeah. Because, you know, the flesh is pleasing the flesh. Hmm. We know that God has asked us or told us or commanded us through the word and by his spirit to put it down. There are those relationships that we will continue to go ahead and, and, you know, compromise in. We'll go ahead and, well, yeah, I know he's not saved or I know she's not saved, but that's okay. It's not okay. God said, don't be unequally yoked. It's not okay. My brothers and sisters, the reason why I'm saying this is because I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. And it bugs me. And it bugs me. And it bugs me because, again, we're remaining powerless because we continue to hang on to those, those grave clothes and from that, that stench from that grave. And then we're wondering, how come when I pray, nothing happens? Because you, you don't even know what to pray. You can't see him. You've got the darn grave clothes wrapped around your head still. You still want to go ahead and hang on to that, those past hurts and those past harms. And whenever the enemy of your soul reminds you of what you did back then and tries to make you feel like you're not worthy, God doesn't want to bless you. God wants to bless you. He's already poured out the blessing. The problem is you're over here trying to get it, and it's over there. Why? Because the light of the Lord, the path of the Lord has led that way, and you stuck with the path of death. You went ahead and you couldn't see it because you're still hanging on to these grave clothes. My... Hallelujah. I don't want to hang. Man, I want every, I want all of that stench burned off of me. I want all of that. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, teach me, lead me, guide me, direct me. Why? So I could be blessed, fat, and happy. Well, I got the fat part pretty good. Hallelujah. Listen, why? Why? So that he could be glorified. So that he could be glorified. And when he's glorified my brothers and sisters there is no other we talked about the word on Wednesday night didn't we and we talked about having it's just such a sweet word and, and really doing it and, and, and having that word be like like honey like like and, and our brother John helps with with uh, David's quotes and and about the word being oh and panting for the word and and being satisfied and that's why the word that's why the word speaks of itself that way that you know all this satisfaction that we're looking for in the natural Man, the Word satisfies that in the supernatural. You can can be happy, you can be fulfilled, and you can have all of that thing that you're looking for just because of the Word of God and the Spirit revealing His Word in you. Hallelujah. Going from glory to glory. Forgetting those things that are behind. Pressing on, right? Right? forgetting all of the, the negative stuff, all of the stuff that they told you you couldn't do, all of, those, all of the rejection that you experienced back there. And stop letting them speak to you right now and telling, them, telling you how mad you should be at you, me, and everybody else. Stop listening to that garbage. You're owed this, you're owed that, you should this, you should that. Shut up! I Listen. I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. Either that's true or it's not. And if it's true, guess what? I don't need you to tell me what I need to do to get over. I'm already over. I don't need you to tell me who I need to be mad at. I'm not mad at anybody except the devil. I don't need to walk around here because that's not anything but those old grave clothes. That's the stench of death. I don't need the stench of death. You can go ahead and save that for somebody else, but I've been free. He's loosed me. How about you? Hallelujah. But Jesus, and here's the other thing. You know what I love about this? This, Jesus could have went up to himself and said, okay, I'm going to take this off you now. Or he could have just said, done. No, get loose him. And I got a feeling that when he said loose him, that it was his disciples that jumped first. I just got, I just had that feeling because they were, they were obedient to their master. I think they would have been the first ones. I got a feeling that uh, most of the people were like, (gasps) probably in shock. They see this dead body come out. It was in there for four days and it stunk. So they knew that his body's already rotten. This ain't, this ain't supposed to happen. He wasn't just in a coma. No, no, no. He just wasn't unconscious. And, you know, his heart started beating again. Jesus gave him some kind of a supernatural CPR. No, that body was dead. It was rotting. That soul and that spirit were gone. In fact, if I was Lazarus, he was probably in, 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 the, uh, in paradise. He was probably in Abraham's bosom, but I don't know. All I know is my brothers and sisters that anybody, he, he came out of that grave and then there were some disciples that loosed him. See, you and me, We're his disciples, and we're here to help loose each other. If you're having a problem, I'm not going to go ahead and keep telling you about your problem and try to keep that grave clothes all over you. I'm not going to try to keep wrapping you up in those same grave clothes that you were wearing when he called you out of the grave. What I'm going to try to do is is unwrap those grave clothes. I want to try and take that stuff away from your eyes first so that you could see. Uh, you, know, I'm gonna, you know what, in Revelation he says, buy some salve for those who are spiritually blind. You know what, I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to help. Sometimes uh, from the pulpit, and even if I just talk to our counselor, I'm going to bring you some fire. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to you. I'm going to tell you that, you know what, it doesn't matter what the world says. doesn't matter what the world says. You cannot be in a homosexual relationship and please God. Amen. You Listen. God, if, if you're a homosexual, you're welcome to this church. We love you. God died for you just like he died for me, just like he died for anybody else. You know what? It doesn't matter. But he didn't die so that you could stay there just like he didn't die for me so that I could have stayed where I was. He died so you can come out of that grave. He died so you can come, that those grave clothes roll off of you so that stench of death would get away from you so that you can walk freely, so you can be loose and free, Amen. Amen. So now, I I don't need to go ahead, but sometimes that fire's got to come. Sometimes that fire's got to say, look, if you're unequally yoked, if you're in a relationship and that person's not saved, don't try to change that person because they ain't going to change. They're going to change you. Listen, I'm going to tell you something else. If you are a liar, if if you stretch the truth or you embellish... That's just, man, I'm telling you, don't do it. That's not pleasing to God. That's an abomination to God. And liars will not go to heaven. It doesn't matter what you call yourself. If you are a lion, if you're an embellisher, if you're a manipulator, you ain't going to make it. Hallelujah. See, sometimes that fire's got to come so it can burn away some of these grave clothes. Sometimes we've got to go ahead and we say, we can't allow ourselves. Well, you know, I'm so much better than I used to be, but so I'm going to stay here for a little. You know what? I don't lie like I used to, but you know what? Every once in a while, that, that person will get on my last nerve, and I just want to go and slap them. There's still some grave clothes that need to be burned away. There's still some, some stuff in there that needs to be cut. There's still some, man, there's still some stench of death back there. We've got to get rid of that. Come on now, I'm not standing here telling you that I got it all together. Y'all need to. No, I'm saying, my brothers and sisters, Jesus could have went ahead and said, Tony, instantaneously. Now you are pure. You are holy. No, Tony, in me you are pure. In me you are holy. So now follow me, and I'm still working on that. And I'm looking in this mirror every day. Every day I'm looking in this mirror. And this is the only thing, this in His Spirit is the only thing that can help me to move from glory to glory just as by His Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we need to work with each other. We need to help each other, loose each other. Don't make it harder on each other. If someone wants to sit there and, and, com- and, and just commiserate with you about something, man, be positive. Don't agree with them just because you want to agree with them or because maybe if you say something to them that's not in agreement with them, they're not going to like you or you think that you're going to make them feel worse. No. Say what the word of the Lord says. That's how you get free. Hallelujah. The word and the spirit, hallelujah. Remember where we were in 2 Corinthians 3. We're transformed into the same image from glory to glory. To glory just as by the spirit of the Lord. It takes the Lord and his word and his spirit that we may lose this stench. And the Lord uses other people. The Lord ministers to you and to I. We come together. You know what? That's the whole thing about coming to a church that's alive. Coming to a church that's not afraid to talk about the truth, what's real. Not in a condemning way. man. But if there's conviction, Hallelujah. Your father is cleaning away your gla- grave clothes. The, you, you, you feel the little tolls being stepped on. Great, hallelujah, because your father loves you and he wants to free you. We hold each other accountable. We don't coddle each other and allow each other to go ahead and continue in sin. No, but we don't condemn each other. We love each other. We, we edify one another. We talk about what the word of God says so that we can all be built up. Amen? I want to talk to you again. I want to, I, Peter, remember, before he was baptized with the Holy Ghost, before the Holy Ghost fell, man, he went from, I'm going to die with you to hide now with the rest of them. And then even after he saw Jesus alive... Something ain't happening. I'm going fishing. I'm going to go ahead and back to that life that he called me out of. But I'm going back there. That's what I know. I'm going back there. And then Jesus talked to him one more time before he ascended, right? Talked to all of them one more time. Go and wait in Jerusalem. Go and wait. I'm going to send you the promise of the Father. And we know he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. There was 120 of them that were filled with the Holy Ghost. When they were filled with the Holy Ghost, everything changed. So that was in chapter 2. In chapter 3, you see Peter and John going to the temple. They're going to the temple not to worship Jehovah the old way. They're going to the temple to preach Jesus. We found the Messiah that you're looking for. You killed him. We found him, and you killed him. My brothers and sisters, they were walking into that gate beautiful, and there was a man who was lame from birth. You know the story. He looked at Peter, and he's trying to beg alms. Give me something. Give me some money. That was his living. That's how he took care of himself, begging alms. And we know Peter says, gold and silver, I don't have any, but what I do have I'm giving to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise and walk. Watch. And then it says Peter stuck out his hand. That's what you get for sitting in the front row <laughs> and helped him up my brothers and sisters this ministers to me this ministers to me first of all that man who was lame from birth he never experienced standing up never what made him think that this man this preacher, who's probably a marked man, who's of this group of people who now are preaching something that's totally unpopular with the hierarchy, who, who, what makes him think that just because this man pronounced something over him, he can now stand up and walk? Can you imagine being laid there, laid out there, no, nothing, nothing, was never able to have strength or power in his legs ever before? never walked on his own, never even stood on his own. They probably couldn't even prop him up in the corner someplace, so he's sitting there on his own. And now someone tells you in the name of Jesus, you get up and walk. doesn't say the man said, well, I don't know, I've never done this before. Or, wait a minute, let me, let me just test this out. Let me, let me just see if I can get up on a good leg and see if i got one good leg. No, it says... Peter reached out, he grabbed his hand, and he got up. After he got up, he began dancing and leaping. How do you know how to do that? He began dancing and leaping. My brothers and sisters, what made that man, who never walked a day in his life, what made that man think that he can walk in that moment? I got a feeling there was some power in those words that peter said i got a feeling there was some glory in those things. see that man my brothers and sisters that's the problem we got to go out there we got to be bold and we got to be strong who is it what is it that you believe why do you believe it do you have confidence in it are you exuding are you showing the glory of god why would someone believe you if you said rise and walk would they have a reason to believe you Uh uh-oh if someone comes, let, let's pray together. Would they have reason to believe that you would pray for them and something would happen? I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, but my brothers and sisters, this is what I'm trying to say. We need to be living this life expecting that the glory of God is going to be shining through us. That I, I was praying this week, God, show me your glory show me your glory and then I've got you know he's already showing me his glory but I want to see more I want more I want to see more I want more of you God I want to see more show me some some more of your glory because I know what I'm getting this glimpse is not really I know you clothe yourself in unapproachable light so I know that I can't see you while I'm in this body totally but I know I'm going to see you face to face one day and I'm going to experience that I know because Revelation tells me that we're going to be walking in the new Jerusalem and there's not going to be any sunshine because he's going to light it all up and we're going to walk in the light of his glory, Lord, show me more glory, show me more of your glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hey, so now let me ask you if you went up to someone, if you approached someone and you said, Hey, let me minister Jesus to you, and, 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 and we can get a hold of Jesus right now, would they have any reason to have any kind of confidence? That you would be able to get a hold of him right now. There is therefore now no condemnation. I'm not saying this word to condemn you. I'm saying this word because some some of us need to hear this word. We need to know that we're living, listen, and we're still having these grave clothes on us. And the only thing keeping those things on us is us. It's us because he's, made, he's done everything he can do and given us his spirit so that we may be able to have all of those grave clothes burned off of us. All of the stench of death can be back there. We have problems, we have issues, and we get, ah, woe is me. Woe is me. Woe is me. That smells like death, man. Right? That's, that, that don't smell good. That smells like death. Man, I'm still reading uh, Proverbs over and over, and I'm, it's amazing to me. And I know I've read it before, but now it's just sticking out. Maybe God is trying to tell me something. Man, watch what comes out of your mouth. Watch what comes out of your mouth. See, I don't want to speak words of death over my situation. I don't want to say I've done all that I can do, I just can't do any more. Well, that's good because now you're in the place where you just rely on him and let him do it. Yeah, but, it, but it's not happening like um, you know, fast enough, or it's not happening like I expect it to happen. Maybe that's the problem. See, maybe you're expecting something according to the natural, not the supernatural. You're expecting an outcome that you've already predetermined in your mind how you want it to go. And that's not where God wants it. Again, remember, Jesus could have asked or could have commanded Lazarus to come out of that grave, and those grave clothes could have stayed in there. But there was a reason why he wanted those grave clothes still on him when he came out. There had to be. How do I know that? Because that's the way it happened. That's the way it happened. What grave clothes? Let me ask y'all something. As the praise team comes back, what, what what grave clothes do you still have wrapped around you? What what are you what are you hanging on to? What are you allowing yourself? Huh? What 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 is it about the past that you're remembering and and you and you that's stunning your spiritual growth? What what is that? Or or what is it? What's going? What's happening in your life right now and it's not man, it's just it's got you so wound up. What is it, my brothers and sisters, that is keeping you from reading and praying and allowing God's Spirit to do a new work inside of you? Allowing God to purge you? Allowing God, listen, allowing God to plant more of His Spirit in you? What is it? What is it that you believe? Do you believe that I'm just going to get sick and there's nothing else I could do about it? Do you believe that I'm just going to have these kind of problems and there's just nothing I could do about it? Do you believe that, you know, uh, uh, this is as far in the spirit as I can get? I mean, every time I try to go forward, you know, something negative happens. Man, how long have we been talking about the fire and these negative things that happen to us are made so that we can become more advanced so that the glory of the Lord can shine through us? The Lord isn't glorified only when things are going good. The Lord is glorified when things are going bad, and we're still happy. We're still praising him. That in the middle of bad circumstances, we can go ahead and say, I know in whom I believe. Amen? Amen. Amen. So now listen. If this word has... God is ministering. And now, I just want you to know, if you... If, if, if there's something about this just turns you off, you know, something I've said has just turned you off, pray. If you find it, you, you can't pay attention to this word for just 40 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever it's been, pray. Because every bit of what I said came from his word. Amen. Amen. Do you really want to have God glorified in your life? Do you do you really want that? Because that's what he wants for you. Do you think that um, when God is glorified in your life, everything is hunky dory and you're going to get all of these material things? You're going to have lots of money. You're going to have a couple cars, house, and all. No. Some people think that the prosperity message. People think that, and if it's not working out, you know, they either backslide or just forget it. It doesn't work. No. It's not about them. It's spiritual. It's supernatural. It's about being strengthened on the inner man so that even in the middle of bad situations that you still have joy, you still have peace, and you know that in the end you win. It's going to work out. Period. It's going to work out. Period. You win. You win. Why? How do I know that? Because he already won. He's already defeated all of the enemies, including death. So in him... We are more than conquerors. Even death is defeated. So what's worse? That problem that you're going through right now? We're finding out that you got a terminal disease or something like this. I mean, what's worse? What's worse? I mean, man, oh, man, that problem where you are right now, That was meant to grow you up. God is going to be glorified. You follow after him. You chase him hard. And you ain't going to have to chase him far because he's right there. Amen? Amen. So now let's sing to him. Let's sing to him. And as we're singing this song, if there's something you need to get straight with your father, just do that. Amen? Amen.